Let us bow our heads. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this wonderful day. Thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for always being there for us. And Lord, we appreciate you so much. And we ask you, Lord, to continue to allow your Holy Spirit to take priority in our life. Let us trust you and trust your word. You've been so good to us, so good in so many situations you brought us through. So, Lord, we thank you, and we praise and magnify you. And we ask you, Lord, as we speak today, we ask you, Lord, let your words resonate in the heart, in the minds of men and women everywhere so their life will always trend in your direction. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. I'm excited again today to see uh, so many of you all out there today. And for those who are out there on social media, thank you all so much for following us on social media. We appreciate that. Uh, I want to uh, uh, let you guys know that our Brother Edis has uh, went home, um, and so he's at home. Uh, he's still not out the water, but uh, continue to pray for him and his family um, as he's prepared to uh, try to uh, um, get to uh, Cleveland, to the Cleveland Clinic. Uh, so he has an appointment on the 13th, uh, and then from there, they're going to try to move and try to get him to the Cleveland Clinic in uh, Ohio. Uh, Brother Earl uh, had a back surgery uh, this week. Uh, and he's doing much better. I went up this morning to see him, and they looking to release him from the hospital today to go home. Uh, so thank you all for praying for them. Thank you for praying for Mother Vera uh, and so many other ones that are sick, names I did not call. I was looking for the list, but I couldn't find it. So uh, please continue to pray for all of them. I, uh, uh, so Wednesday... Uh, I'm going to uh, U of M uh, to get my right knee done. I was not going to get it done, uh, uh, but I went back to the doctor for a checkup, and um, they said that my knee is getting progressively worse. Uh, they don't understand the, the, the bone construction, what's going on, but it's, uh, they got to do something. Uh, my knee is actually almost going in reverse. The, the glue has loosened. And uh, so my knee is in pretty bad shape, um, and I don't want to snap my quad. So uh, pray for us. We got a phone call last week. I think it was Friday uh, this week, and the doctor, uh, her assistant, calls us. Uh, we want you to know that the doctor has uh, jury duty, and so uh, we may have to postpone your surgery. And so we'll let you know. Uh, they normally let the surgeons out of it, but they may not. So prepare yourself, and we're working on her schedule. I swear, God, he is good. <laughs> but I really do need the surgery. Uh, he has really done a good job with the healing. Uh, the pain is, uh, God has almost just took the pain away. And so I told you guys that. But the pain, but because it's an artificial knee, uh, the, the part that helped it grow back is gone. Uh, so... Uh, I just got to get it done because I want a ballroom dance again. 
I know y'all said ballroom. Yeah, I used to travel. Sister Dirt and I used to travel the state of Michigan doing ballroom dancing. Yeah, Stephanie, get your groove on, girl. I'm ready for you. Yeah, I'm ready for I'm ready, I'm ready for that. Hey, Glenn, it's so nice to see you, man. You got such a beautiful young lady sitting beside you, and she break, she makes you look good, boy. I'm just telling you, she makes you look good. <laughs> I know she's going to kill me. I don't know who your pastor is, but I'm getting him out of the church, right? All right, preliminary is going. Listen, uh, uh, I, I won't be before you very long, just for a long time. Now, listen, uh, see it before you see it. It's one of my slogans when I was coaching basketball. Uh, I had this slogan, you have to see it uh, before you see it. So you have to see yourself being successful before you see yourself being successful. Uh, we can see with our eyes, but vision is really a part of the mind, so you have to be able to see beyond. The kingdom is so powerful uh, that I don't think a lot of us see uh, the real kingdom, right? And so we talk about the kingdom, but the kingdom is really God's uh, uh, major and uh, glorious way of letting us know that you can lean on me and trust me. And so I want you guys to be able to see uh, yourself in the kingdom and really understand who you are in the kingdom. And if you can see it uh, and really believe it, your life will be transformed forever. Uh, I really believe it with all my heart. So I really like the young people really kind of like grab a hold of this thing. And because we're in a day and time where it's very challenging, and because so much stuff is going on, we kind of lose focus on who God is. Now, I want you to understand something. If my mic is right going in and out, I, I felt that. Okay, now I'm going to switch. So I, I don't know if it's me. Test it one, two. I think I turned it off. Test it one, two. I don't know which one it is, Ross. Is it this one or this one? All right. So if it keep going, I'm going to pick this up, right? So now, um, so you, uh, the kingdom, everybody say the kingdom. It's, I got to have this. Okay, use this, all right. Uh, God, uh, for those, Sister Margaret, we was at Bible study, she said, Pastor Durham, uh, you got to get back to teaching the kingdom. Hello? All right. Because this got, this got to be right. Right? Because I don't want to get frustrated. Take my jacket off. Who said that? <laughs> who, who said it? I want to know who said it. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. He's about, about to turn this thing into a comedy show. <laughs> I promise you, uh, uh, I want people to come back next week. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, in Galatians, first of all, when you think about, now I want you to get this, because uh, we have a lot of people who have not been with us uh, uh, when we first really started really getting in. So I, I teach kingdom every week, but I don't really emphasize, but I want to kind of emphasize a little bit today. Um, the kingdom, young people, young people, hear me well, it's, all right? The kingdom uh, is about God being in charge of everything. Now, I want you to hear me well. Because he's the king, and in a kingdom, the king rules, right? Now, uh, unlike a democracy, because uh, we have a president, uh, President Biden, President Biden uh, was elected uh, uh, by the people, right? But in a kingdom, the king rules. So you can't vote things in. Whatever the king says, it becomes law, right? 
And in a kingdom, everybody belongs to the king. Right? Everybody and everything belongs to the king. So you don't get any ownership in a kingdom. Right? In a kingdom, remember, uh, and it's in the best interest of the king that all his subjects and his family really operate man, under his regime. Right? Now, because uh, God is king of everything, because he created everything, when he created the earth, what he wanted to do was colonize the earth, right? So he wanted to create a colony that was similar to the colony in heaven, right? But he didn't want to run the earth, this colony, so he created human beings to run the earth, right? So we know that in Genesis, because in Genesis, he said, let us create man in our image, in our likeness, and then let them have dominion in the earth. So in the earth, while we walk around, almost every single thing that happens, Kurt, happens through people, right? Uh, it's because God empowered people, right, in the earth really to work on his behalf. So uh, if the young people could get this, it would change everything for them in school, in sports, and everything else. It would change in your life. It would change in your marriage. It would change in your relationship with your neighbors when you go to the grocery store. Everything you do, uh, it's a game changer. Uh, once you understand the kingdom, right? So since uh, God is a king and everything belongs to him and he created us and he empowered us with his DNA, right? For the purpose of running the earth on his behalf. Now, remember this. A creator never creates anything except he wants it to be a success, right? And uh, the more rare a thing is, the greater it is and the more valuable it has, Derek, right? So uh, don't miss it and let it blow over your head uh, because uh, you're missing out on a blessing if you don't understand the kingdom, right? And understand that God is sovereign and everything belongs to him. He said the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. That means everything belongs to him. He gives it to us on loan, right? And he wants us to manage things, right? But if I can't trust you with a little bit, I can't give you much. Let me say that again. If I can't trust you with a small amount, I'm definitely not going to give you a large amount. So if I give you $10 and you can't manage it, don't you ask me for $100, right? Because if you won't do right with the $10, you surely won't do right with the $100. So a lot of times when you're dealing with tithe and offering and all that, it's easy to tithe, right, Glenn? Uh, when you only make $10. It's easy to type because all you have to do is give a dollar. So the, the, the kids, it's hard for the kids to understand that because $10 to them is like $1,000 to you, right? So for them to give a dollar out of 10, uh, it's a fight, right? Now, I want you to understand something. So what God does in the kingdom, he says, listen, I want you to run it. I want you to keep 90% of whatever you have and uh, give me 10% of it. And then I'm going to take that 10% and I'm going to bless you and then I'm going to cause you to have even more, right? Now, once I can trust you, he said, then I give you more. But I can't trust you with more than I think I can, you can handle, right? And some things God can't handle you. Some people, God bless them, and when he bless them, they OD. He bless them with some money and then they buy so much dope, they just smoke it all up and then they in cardiac arrest. Right? So they get all this money, God bless them, and they're like, oh, Lord, and then they just buy even more. So much so, it literally 
kill them. I want you to understand. I had to say that in a language so you guys understand it, right? So I'm going to bring that thing down to the kingdom so you understand what's going on. Because when we talk about see it before you see it, I want you to be able to see yourself sitting next to the king, baby crystal, next to the king, and he has access to everything, and he's telling you, I, I'm going to give you access. And he's telling you, stay close to me. He said, you're going to be blessed. Don't leave my side. That's what Elijah, the story of Elijah and Elisha was all about. He said, if you're just there, when the Lord take me away, I'm going to give you a double portion. Right? So he had to stay connected. So his eyes were always on Elijah. Now, so when we understand the kingdom, uh, it makes a difference because we're so blessed. I wish I can pour my blessing on you, but I can't. You have to receive it yourself. Right? Uh, but you have responsibility, so I want you to see this. Now, Kevin, I want you to be able to see it. See it before you can see it. I don't see myself successful. But I have to see myself successful before it happens. If I don't, I'm going to live like I'm not successful. And then I'm going to complain because I'm not blessed, even though I don't see myself blessed. And I don't see myself blessed because I don't focus on him. Right? So I'm going to kind of bring it down so it makes sense to you. Right? So when Paul was writing to the church at Galatea, here's what he says. My old self has been crucified right, with Christ. Now, now, this is important because they did not really want to accept Jesus Christ and his kingdom. Now remember, Jesus Christ is unique in the sense that God wanted to bring Jesus into the world so you can really know who you are and what you can do and what you can accomplish. Because people didn't really understand it. And they were living with a, a religious life and not treating people right, not doing right by people, and then they were struggling. So God sends Jesus into the world to save mankind. What he's really doing is trying to bring mankind back into relationship with him, with the trust in him. So Jesus came on the scene, and the game changed. And it's, it really flipped to faith. Everybody said faith. faith. It's about believing what you can't see. Even though you can't see it, you have to believe it. Right? Now, we come to church, and we talk about it and all that, but you're going to be tested. Right? You're going to be put in situations and circumstances where you have to really, really believe what you say that you believe. Right? Now, here's what he says. This is Paul writing to the church of Galatea. Now remember, Paul uh, Fleury uh, was a, a, a very religious man who did not believe in Jesus, but he believed in God, right? And he believed in God with all of his heart. And he felt like he was doing God a favor when he was judging people and treating people wrong in the name of God. So he was going on crusades, gathering people up, putting them in jail, having people killed and beat and flogged in the name of God, not realizing he was operating in his ignorance, right? And so when God changed Paul's life, Paul became one of the greatest apostles, right? Even though some people did not want to call him an apostle, uh, Paul understood the kingdom. God gave Paul a vision of the kingdom, and it changed his life forever. So then Paul writes to Galatea, and here's what he said in Galatians. My old self has been crucified with Christ. Now, the reason why he said that, young people, because uh, we 
we're about two or three generations, man, uh, removed from the church. So we have uh, kids now, their grandparents didn't go to church, right? So we have a generation now, their grandparents didn't go to church. So their mamas didn't go, and now the kids, they don't know nothing about God. And they don't really know nothing about Jesus Christ, right? So the only thing they know about God, man, is through the, uh, 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 social media. And social media is not really talking about Jesus. Social media is talking about spirituality, right? So it's kind of like removing Jesus out the picture, and, and so they don't understand that Jesus, all Jesus is about spirituality, right? But you have to understand that. So when he talks about being crucified with Christ, what happened was Jesus Christ, who was this human being, sacrificed his life. He really loved people so much that he was willing to give up his privilege, position, right, uh, so other people could live, right? So his mission was, how do I get people back in touch with God? He said, I'm willing to take the punch, right? And so what he's telling us, we got to be willing to die to our old self to really be effective for God. So if you want to be impactful in the kingdom of God, you have to die to yourself and then come alive to God, right? Because your old self tells you so many other things, and in your old life, and we was raised, it's about me, myself, and I, right? Or my, my inner circle, right? Uh, Jesus says not just about your inner circle. He had an inner circle, but his inner circle was really trained to expand to build the kingdom. So he took those gentlemen, got them together because he had to move the kingdom, and he was not going to be here, but he wanted his teaching to continue, right? So when he died, watch what Paul says. When he died, I died, right? So what, what he's saying was, when they crucified him, I was crucified as well. The old man who used to go around doing things to people, hurting people in the name of God, died as well. Right? Then he says this, it is no longer I who lives now. So Paul had to see it before he could really see it. Right? Because everything around him says something different. He says, but Christ lives in me. So I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, what Paul is telling us, uh, in so many words, he said, now uh, I'm alive now, but I'm alive and I'm a new person. And I got a vision of the kingdom. I see the kingdom, so I don't care if you kill me. Uh, it does not matter. It does not matter what you do to me. I'm going to love people. I don't care if it costs me my life. Because it's the currency, man, to get in touch and be connected with God. Right? And so he says, now I live, but I live now with Christ being the head of my life. Now here's the key. I want you to hear this. So I live in this earthly body by trusting Christ. Right? Now, he said, I trust him. I trust his teaching. All right? I trust what he stood for. He said, I trust him so much. He has so much intellect and so much wisdom, uh, Kevin. When he was 12 years old, he sat down with rabbis and mesmerized them with his teaching. Right? Uh, God had downloaded into him, just like he did you young people, his intellect. Right? And the thing was, uh, he was not afraid to share it. And some of you all are so smart and so brilliant, your, your, your intellect is stifled. 
And, and so people don't want to believe how smart you really are. But you know how smart you are. And I often uh, think about when they think kids can't read and they can't do all those things and, and they talk about the scores. But all you have to really do is follow your kid in the bedroom. All you do is uh, just follow them to their bedroom with their iPad. Right? And if you follow them in the bedroom with their iPad and you just sit back like a fly on the wall, you'll see how intelligent they really are. Uh, you'll see how smart they really are. Uh, you'll realize, man, that their, their memory is amazing. Right? Uh, they can quote songs and they can quote raps and, and they can do things uh, that's amazing. Now, what happened is school may be boring to them, but that don't mean they're not intelligent. Right? Uh, so you know it's something about them, right? Uh, and so the enemy wants to distract you and get you to not see who you are, right? So we go about, man, trying to get something uh, the wrong way. A lot of us try to get something because we think we slick. We think we can outwit somebody. We think we can con somebody. We think we can uh, be smooth and talk it through. And, if, and just, if you just put me in a room with them, I promise you I can sell myself, Right? You don't have to sell yourself. All you have to do is be Jesus with skin on it. That's all you have to do. Or people, sometimes people see through you, they just bless you because God blessed them to bless you. You didn't con them. God touched their heart and they did something for you. And you know you didn't con them because you tried to con somebody else and it didn't work. Right? Uh, and so, uh, understand what he's saying. So once you see who you are, and that you're more spiritual than you are physical. And I can see that, and I can see the kingdom, and everything belongs to God. Now, as I interact with you, and I, I, I get involved in your life, and I'm moving in the earth, when I move, I become magnetic, right? People love to be around me. People want to be around me. One, because I have unconditional love. When you have unconditional love, uh, it does something, right? People want to be around you, right? Uh, why do they want to be around you? Because there's something about that thing they call love, right? That I see you for who you are, not for what people say you are. And, and people that's really genuinely uh, uh, like that and really understand their role and their position in Christ are game changers, Right now, it's unfortunate everybody don't walk that way. But if you see yourself that way, and you see yourself on the team, on the dream team, all right, then the game change. Right. So, so Paul understood it. So Paul embraced Jesus, even though a lot of other people said, "I don't believe that garbage." I I, I don't believe in that. And and uh, uh, he said, "Listen, you don't have to." He says, I don't care what you believe. I'm telling you what's real, right? And, and he controls the show. Now, I'm going to walk you through this thing so you understand it. It makes sense. But you have to see yourself as part of God's kingdom. You have to see yourself as part of God's kingdom. You have to realize, you have to really see, I don't care what everybody else say about me. It doesn't matter what you say. I know who I am and whose I am. All right? I know what I am. All right? Even though you may not know who I am. You may think you know me, but you don't know me. Right? But God knows me. Right? So I'm going to move as though he knows everything about me and I'm on his team. 
Now, I have to see this. So I have to see myself, man, in a great relationship with the person that loved me despite my shortcomings. Despite all my flaws, all my mishaps, all my missteps, he still cared about me and loved me, right? Uh, and that's important, but you have to see that, right? Now, the kingdom agenda uh, is the visible, everybody said visible. It's the visible demonstration of the comprehensive rule of God in every area of your life. The, they can see it. I can see it in every area of your life. I can see righteousness in every area of your life. All right? Now, it's because, uh, and I move like that. I want you to see that, man, because I believe in him. I believe in God so much, I can't cheat you. I, I, I can't mishap. Now, I've done a lot of wrong things in my life, right? But when I really embrace Christ, my life changed, right? So I started loving you the way God loved you. And I try to care for you the way God cared for you. Now, I'm not saying I'm not, I don't make mistakes because we make mistakes. But here's the difference. When you really focus on the kingdom and you realize he's in charge, when you do something to hurt somebody, quickly you apologize. And you ask for forgiveness because that's not your intent because you got a different focus. You see yourself on the team of the king. Right? And then, so I see that. Now, there's a lot of benefits in it. Right? So, uh, so the, now, he affects all of my life. Now, you can't, be a, you can't be a person who says, that. well, uh, they know they shouldn't have been cheating. They, they, they crooked. So the money I'm stealing from them, You can't say that. So, so, so when I'm taking over here, they're not going to miss it. They've been taking my money all along. They've been taking advantage of me all along. So now it's my turn. No, never do you ever think that way. Because here's why, Michael. Because that dollar that you think you hustle belongs to the king. Right? Uh, that, that, that dollar belongs to the king. Everything belongs to him. Now, and because I don't do right by it, when I think I got over and I think I pulled a fast one, God is letting you know, listen, man, you took that from me. I just gave it to them to manage. It wasn't really theirs. It was really mine. Right? And so when you did that and you thought you got away with it, you watch. You're going to pay for it. And I'm going to make you pay for it one way or another. So it may cost you more, right? A lot more than what you received, right? It may cost you in health. Because you can go to the doctor uh, with a, a sprung ankle, and it can cost you $800. You only cheated somebody out of 50 You know, you, you all, of a sudden you, all of a sudden you get a flat tire, and... And you cheated somebody out of $25, and you get a flat tire. Not only did you mess up, because you drove the car a little further, now you got to buy a rim and a tire. Right? Uh, and now, so, so I want you to understand what's going on in the kingdom, right? So he said, I'm watching every area of your life, but you got to see yourself righteous. Everybody said righteous. Now, here's what he says in Matthew. Now, I want everybody to hear this. Seek, that means seek. Try to find it, Tim, young ladies. 
You got to find it. He says, seek after it. Go after it. Look after it. I have to see this thing before. I got to believe it. He says, seek the kingdom of God above all. Listen, seek God's righteousness above everything else. Right? He says, seek God, his kingdom. Everybody says kingdom. kingdom. What it means is this. He says, seek God's governing influence on your life. So every time you're in a situation, you got to think God sees you. He says, I want you to think about God's governing influence. So everything you do, do it as though you're doing it on behalf of the king. And you're looking for his approval, not anybody else's. So I got to do right because he's watching me. And I'm going to show you why he's watching. You're going to know in a few minutes. So he says, seek the kingdom of God above all else and live what kind of life? You, now listen to me. You got to do right when you know it's right to do. All right? But I got to see myself if I make the right choice. Because whatever you sow, hear me out. Whatever you sow in life, you're going to reap it. I, I know you don't like it. I know some of you are squirming in your seat right now. You say, I planted a thing. I got to reap it, right? Now, he said, listen, if you plant it, you're going to reap it. Right now, so he says, so live righteously, right? Seek God's governing influence and live the right life. Do what's right when you know what is right. Right? If you don't have enough, you just do right because enough is around the corner. Right? And, and, and everybody, everybody in this room, everybody in this room got their testimony. There was a time when you didn't have, and God blessed somebody else who had to make sure you got it. Amen. It may have been lunch money, Amen. kids. It may have been money to get in the football game. And I know you all think, uh, and some of you all, and I want, I want the kids to hear me well. I know you all think your mama and your daddy did all that, but that wasn't your mom and dad's money. It wasn't their money. Because uh, 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 I know some people, and if I told them to stand up, they'll stand up and run, right? Uh, some of the kids standing up, some of the parents here, uh, they work hard only to give their money to another family because they didn't do right. They had a baby over here and thought they could leave and go over here. And they said, we're going to take your money in what they call child support. Right? And, 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 so, and they, they saw, so all the money, so they got, so it ain't always theirs. Right? So you can get it and it's not this. Now, so you got to remember, so when you see, when you have opportunity to do right, always do right, and you don't have to have enough. Right? Uh, uh, I, you know, Derek and I are really, really close. Right? And so Derek, was, you know, Derek uh, was like AJ. They had a lot of kids. Right now, so they, uh, and Derek, Derek was telling me, uh, <laughs> When Derek was out there, man, Derek was telling me he was doing all kind of stuff, and um, and he finally got clean, yeah. right? And when he got clean, uh, uh, the Lord cleaned his life up, and he got a job, and he had to go to work, and 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 he was driving. I think he said way out in North Muskegon somewhere, and he was driving, and Billy, he was getting like thirteen dollars an hour, but he kept riding, right? 
and they were taking child support out and all that, so he didn't have a whole lot, right? Uh, and, and he kept on. Now, remember, he gave his life to the Lord. Now, I'm a, I'm a fast forward. Uh, we were talking. We, I was doing a class once uh, because it was called the Dave Ramsey, and I was telling everybody uh, to follow the rules, and Derek, Derek was in the class, and he quit the class. Brad, I said, there's, he quit, you know. Brad is a Dave Ramsey guy. So Derek, Derek quit the class. So me and Derek really close. Me and Derek really close. That's my ace, right? So I'm over his house. He tells me, he said, Pastor, I can't do it, man. He said, I can't. This is the truth, man. If I'm lying, he'll tell you right now. He said, Pastor, I can't go no more. He said, I can't do that Dave Ramsey stuff. He said, because when I do Dave Ramsey, he said, I realize I ain't got no money. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, because God just keep on blessing me, and I ain't never got, I don't never go without. He said, if I had to keep doing it, he said, I'm going to realize I ain't got nothing. <laughs> Am I telling the truth, Derek? I promise. He said, and God, and God keep, now listen, he bought a Cadillac and gave it to his son. And then bought him a Lincoln. Right, now, now listen, now, this, this, I mean, this is the truth. Now, he don't realize what's happening, right? And so little Derek and, and Sheikah and all of them will come over there. And now Derek and Teresa was hustlers, right? And they didn't have nothing, you know. They, 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 they weren't crackheads. They just smoked a lot of crack. So they, uh, so they didn't have nothing, right? But now, uh, God blessed them. Listen, you know, this is serious. Tell it sounds humorous, but it's the truth, right? right? But God blessed them, right? And I remember, this is the truth. Uh, they, they got their house, and Derek, them, they came, they spent the night where something happened, and a spark hit. Then they came over to the house and spent the night, Right? And uh, they were so nervous and scared. They just got their nice house. You know, they've been living in an apartment and all this kind of stuff. And they finally got their first house, right? And the, the spark out. Derek was nervous. Derek was a nervous guy, right? And, but here's what happened. Uh, I don't know if Brad was a part of our group. But anyway, we was a part of this men's group. And a guy named Shane, who's an electrician, right, was out of town, right? And he was an electrician, right? Now, watch God. Derek was nervous, didn't know what, the, what was going on. The sparks was there. We call the guy. He's on vacation with his family. The guy calls back, tells one of his friends, said, would you go over to my friend's house and check out his house? Because I can't get there. Now, how, how much did that guy charge you when he came to your house? He didn't charge him nothing. Because when you, when you live righteous and you trust the king and you do right by him, you don't need money. You just need access. Right? So when you start, when you start to live right, uh, God will touch people and the people will bless you. But he also touched touch you and you'll bless other people. And listen, that story is not unique. Uh, it's every one of us got that kind of testimony. How good God has been to us. All right? And so I want you guys to understand. So now you got it. So I, if, you don't see, if you don't see the kingdom ahead of time, you're going to live as though you're outside of it when you're really in it. And when I live in it, I'm not worried about, I don't worry about, that's why I don't talk about money much in church. You know, I don't talk to you guys much about how much you're going to give and all that. Now, I got a lot of people, and I know you don't tithe. I know you don't. You, 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 you can fool somebody else. But I see the offering, right? So I know we bring in about $4,000 a week, right? I, I, listen, I got more professionals in our church than anybody. So I know people don't tight because they make enough money, right? 
But God never let us lack anything. He never does lack, right? And, and, the, and the reason why he don't do it, uh, because he said, if you live right, he said, I'll take care of you. I'll make sure everything else is all right. right? So this, this is your life. I'm talking about this is your testimony, right? But you got to see it. When you start to see it and you start to see it before you see it, you start to live like that, and then you'll be blessed. So I want the church, to be, I, cannot, I can't live this way, and I pastor a church that live another way. Right? So if I'm blessed, the people in my church should be blessed. I can't be blessed and be the leader, and the people not blessed. Right? And so, so I want the people to be blessed. Right? And, and the way you get blessed is you got to do it the way I did it. Right? And the way I did it was I just trusted him. I didn't have nothing. I just trusted him. I put my faith in him. Right? And then he blessed. Right? Now, let me, let me cut across the field. Right? Because I'm, I'm promising I'm going to get done. Right? So, now, everybody says, see it, see it. before you see it. See now, so the kingdom is God's uh, young people. If you can get it when you're young, won't nobody be able to touch you. Right? You ain't got to worry about your college tuition. Listen, you ain't got to worry about your college tuition. He'll pay your tuition. I know you guys don't believe it, uh, but ask Tasha, will he do it? He'll pay your tuition. He paid for four years of college for me. I don't know why they did it, but he did it. And I didn't question him. I just said, thank you. That's a true story. That's not, I'm not making it up, right? So he'll do that when you give your life to him and trust him in the kingdom. Now, the enemy going to come to you and try to distract you and send you all, all think you got to get it this way, you got to get it this way, I got to pull this here, and I'm smart. Listen, uh, God gave us so much brilliance, right? And the devil tried to steal your brilliance and make you think you can get it another way. You can do all that. Well, God says, listen, every time, listen, I don't do pornography. I don't do pornography. Now, I have looked at pornography before. So, so do and close your eyes, right? Now, <laughs> but I don't look at pornography, right? And here's why I don't, right? For the, for the people that do, men and women, right? Because uh, when I look at pornography, right, I'm looking at somebody else's daughter that somebody else grabbed up and forcing her to pose so they can make money. Ain't nothing righteous about that. So why am I going to be selfish and, and take advantage of somebody else's child if some of them have been abducted? And they forced to do things against their will. And you got these old perverts and idiots who think they got a lot of money and they can buy somebody and they cry and want to go home and they can't leave because somebody else want to make money. Right? And then you contribute to it, man, because you can't help yourself. And God says, and, and God telling you, you know it's wrong. You want me to bless you and bless your family while you're doing this. You want me to bless your family while you uh, cause another family pain. He says, so you got to walk in righteousness. He says, I, I even gave you a, a wife. And you sneak while she sleep looking at pornography. Oh, I'm sorry. Somebody mad now? They're like you walking down the wrong tree, Pastor. You, you was doing good at first, right? 
But when you think about the kingdom, everything is a righteousness. So I got to do right by everything because all of it, because what I do has an impact on more than just me. It impacts everybody. So when we talk about the kingdom of God, whether it's our money, whether it's our children, I can't slap Anessa because she made me mad. How Kevin aunt going to slap Kevin in the mouth? How she just going to punch him in the mouth because Kevin did something stupid? Shut up! Pow! Hit him inside. When God blessed this young man, right, and blessed her to put him in her presence. God said, I want you, I, I, I put him in your presence. I want you to raise him up in the fear of me. So you said, I'm going to make him afraid of me. Leave, it, leave his house again. You come back in, I hit you in the mouth. And I think it's all right. Right? He said, no, it don't work that way. Not in the kingdom. Everybody said, not in the kingdom. He says, the, the kids are a gift to you. Your wife is a gift to you. Your boss is a gift to you. Everybody's a gift to me. And God says, the only reason they're in your life is because I put them there. And I want you to love them just like you love me. He said, if you do that, he said, then you're going to be in right standing with me. He said, then I open up the windows of heaven and pull you out of blessing. You ain't got room enough to receive it. But if you don't want to do right, just like our kids, you don't do right, I shut up the bank. I shut up the checkbook. I'm not buying you no shoes, no clothes, no nothing because you won't do right. Okay, let me move on now. So let me get this in. I'm, I'm, I got to get down. Here we go. Now, when the summons wrote, this is one of my favorite sums. In Psalms 139, I want everybody to hear this. And I want every person, if you don't know it, make it your whatever. Write it down. Put it somewhere. Here's what he said. I'm walking through it. Here's the summons writing, Glenn. He says, oh, Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You examine my heart and you know everything about me. I can fool my mama, my brothers, my sisters, my, but I cannot fool God. And since he's the king, he said, you can't fool me. You can make up all kinds of excuses why you're doing what you're doing. He said, but I know your heart, though. Right? He, then he says this, you know when I sit down and when I stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. Then he says this, you see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I am going to say even before I say it. I mean, God knows everything about you because he created you. He knows your thought process. He just wants you to trust him and believe. He said, because you know everything about me. I'm not fooling anybody, right? Then he says this, you go before me and you follow me, right? You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Flurry has no idea in his mind how in the world he end up with Savannah. When he was at Hope College, Savannah was not in the picture. He had no idea how God was going to bless him. Now, all he talk about is my family. He gave us a testimony that his baby got sick and it frustrated him so much and he was so shook up because God had given him a gift and his gift was sick and he didn't know what to do 
and there was nothing he can do. It was too frustrating for him. And then, and be, but because he lived righteous, God healed the baby. Uh, but, but God blessed him uh, uh, with a wonderful gift to work by his side. Now, he don't get to, he don't get, to get mad because he's with his clients, and then he come home, and he kicked the door in and said, Savannah, leave me alone because I'm tired of this bull. Now, we do it. You know, we do it. Right, we do it. Uh, heal, we do it. Right? We get mad, we come on, and we think we can talk crazy to the gift. Uh, and we acting crazy. So we, we get our mind off of the kingdom and don't realize it's the kingdom. And so now the person, I'll be a fool to slap Ardina. Not because she's going to do something to me, but I'll be a fool to lose the very thing that God gave me, man, to help me be everything I can be. It's like, it's like, it's like the enemy trick a kid to talk crazy to your parents when you know you don't have no money and they paying for all the food. And something get inside of you and you think you can talk back, don't realize you, you don't have a pot to pee in or one to throw it out of. But in your mind, you think it's yours because God has blessed you in the kingdom. So instead of you looking at the kingdom saying, thank, thank you, Lord, and then live right, what live right mean? I'm going to do right. All she said was take out the garbage, but I wanted to go hoop. So I'm going to ignore her and hoop with my friends. We got... I'll get back to that right now. So then he says this. I can never, everybody said never, never. escape from your spirit yeah. in the kingdom. God said, my spirit is everywhere. You can't escape. You can, you can try to hide, but you can't. He says, I can never get away from your presence. Right? He says, if I go to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the grave, you're there. Right? Now listen to me. Then he says this. Uh, if I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell in the far ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. Right? He said, I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. Then he says this, but even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. Right? To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you, God. Billy said, I know everything, but when you're so stressed out and you're so depressed and you're so angry and you got to do all this, God says, listen, man, I'm with you. All you got to do is focus on me and I can pull you right out of it. He said, I'm right there with you. Right? Then he says, he said, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knitted me together in my mother's womb. So I was already special before I ever got here. So if I understand that, and I realized that he created me and he knew everything about me, right? Nessa used to say this, right? Her and AJ was different. Nessa like, I, I ain't foolish. I know they got all the resources, so I'm going to do everything they tell me to do. <laughs> and if I do, and, uh, if I do what I t they tell me to do, then I'm going to get what I need. Right? It's the same way we got. If I do what's right, then I get the, but he's going to feed you anyway. But boy, you, 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 get, you get something even better. When, you, when you're doing what's right. Right? The, the, the benefits are greater. Right? He said, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and you knit me together in my mother's womb. Then he says, this here, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. 
how well I know it. Right? He said, you watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was being woven together in the dark of the womb. He says this, you saw me before I was born. Right? Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. Kurt, think about it. We use that orchard view and then go down to Central and, and everybody thought you were the greatest thing since sliced bread. And then you go and play for the San Diego Chargers and you're doing all this here and, and all the, you know how the women with all the athletes and everything. And then God brought you a beautiful wife. That said, I'm going to love you regardless. God said, I got you. And then the enemy come in and make you think somebody else is cuter. But that's the enemy, y'all. He just dressed up in disguise with the mission to destroy you and your family. Because he can transform himself into an angel of light. So you, he looked right, but you'll know him because he can't really hide himself. Because God reveals and pulls the blanket off of him and tell you it's the enemy. We just ignore him. And I am what I am because what you gave me. All of them. All my children. My church. Everybody. He says this. How precious are your thoughts about me, oh God. They cannot be numbered. Listen. You are so precious. God is telling you. The writer is telling you how special you are to God. Michael. You know. I think about people, you know, I think about drug dealers and all this, how they can take an organization and they can take an organization and they can get multiple guys. They're so brilliant, they can sit on the, in the ivory tower and then they can run the show. And they got people doing all this here and they make it, now listen, so they, and they, and they moving and they making all this money and all this, and the end result is always death. All right, uh, but when they shift it, now, not, not necessarily the physical death, but sometimes it's the death of a relationship. Yeah. Now I no longer have a relationship with people I thought I had a relationship with. Because the enemy, his mission is to kill, steal, and destroy. Now here's the thing. God gave you the intellect to be able to pull it off. So it's there. He said, now, one person decided they're going to use it to hurt other people. Another person decided they're going to use it to help other people. Right? One of them became really rich, so did the other one. You want to let you in on a secret? But the enemy is always going to snatch back from you what he gave you. God going to enhance you and bless you even the more. He said, so if I can trust you with this, then I can trust you with more. I formed you when you were in your mother's womb. I knew how smart you were before you knew. So the enemy come in right away and try to trick you and try to throw you off and try to do all this crazy stuff. Right? And I, listen, I got to cut across the field because I got to end with Teresa's testimony. Right? So now, it goes on. He says this. He said, I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. And, and when I wait, you are still with me. Then he says this here. Search me. Everybody says, search me. Search me. Oh, God, and know my heart. Yeah. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along a path of everlasting life. I got today at 1.30, I got a group of guys coming up here. And they got a group called the Pull Up. 
right? So they come, big, big, big brother pull up, right? So what it is is they want to come around, and you got these young boys who are doing some stuff, man. They ain't got nothing to do. And, they, and sometimes the parents can't deal with them, so they got these guys, and they're going to come, and they come along, and they pull up on the kids and say, listen, man, you don't need to be selling this here. You don't need to be doing this here. You need to listen to your mama, right? Because the daddy is absent, right? But what did God put that spirit in there? That's because the love of God is so strong, I don't care what you're doing, the love of God is so strong that something inside of you make you want to make sure the next person make it up. God puts something inside of you that you love. I don't want to see this one fall, even though I may not be doing right. right? So once the enemy shifts the game, and then you start doing this way, then he starts blessing you, and the windows of heaven open up. Because that's, but I got to see this. Right? So if I don't see it, and I don't see the kingdom like that, I'm going to keep on moving as though the economy is in trouble. I don't even know how much gas costs a gallon. I promise you don't. And I don't have a lot of money. I just don't care. I just know I got to drive my car, and then God is going to make sure I got enough money to put gas in my car. As long as I do right, I'm going to always have something to eat. I'm always have somewhere to live. I'm not going to complain about what, what's going on with the economy because my father is the economy. So if my father is the economy and I'm living by him, he got to hold to his end. So if you don't have no gas money, how many people, honestly, I want you to stand to your feet if somebody ever bought you gas. Stand to your feet. Now look around, everybody. Somebody else took their money and bought you gas. Sit down. Now, I, I, I want you to see uh, you didn't buy it. Somebody else did it. Now, I want you to stand up if you ever bought somebody some gas or some grocery or something. Look, now look how God moved. Imagine, you all can sit down. Imagine if we did everything right and we operated like that on a regular basis, who would be in lack? Who would be in? Nobody. So, and I, so here's, the, here's the conclusion. Search me, oh God, and know my heart. Not my friends, not my wives, not my children, but search me. Right? Test me. All right? And know my anxious thoughts. Right? Point out in me. Me. Sam, me. Tell me what I'm doing wrong. Anything that I'm doing wrong, God, show me because I want to do right in your kingdom. When people see me, I want them to see you. So I don't care what my mother's doing. I don't care what my brother. I don't care what my wife is doing. I don't care what my kids are doing. I care what I'm doing. And it is never too late. So whatever you did yesterday, it does not matter. Because your life is like the sand on the beach, when you walk in it, the, the, the waves come and it wash the sand away. God will put it in the sea of forgiveness and remember no more. Right? And, and some of you, I wish some people would tell it, some people, man, who never thought that they could make it without doing wrong, when they gave it up, they're more blessed now than they ever been. You know, me and Glenn, Glenn is here today, and uh, Glenn said, uh, uh, he called me up the phone. He said, Unk, man, I, I, man, Unk, God is it, Unk, Unk, uh, they was on uh, Atlanta. 
uh, uh, housewives or something. He said, look, uh, they got my logo on BET. Now hold it. Three months, about a year, a half ago, uh, he was worried because they were finna lock him up for drunk driving. Wait, now hear me out. This is the truth. He's here right here in line. He was so nervous, he didn't know what to do. He said, man, uh, I don't want to go to jail and all this kind of stuff. And he, and he knew he had to go for the jail. And then, the, and the, and the guy, listen, he turned his life around. We was praying together and everything. Turned his right. He said, oh, you ain't going to believe what they did. They gave him a tether first. And then all of a sudden, man, it all went away. And then people in the industry started calling him. I said, Glenn, whatever you do, just keep living right. And, and do right by people. I said, now you had to say sanctified Holy Ghost field people going to say you shouldn't be in that industry. I said, God wants us to infiltrate every part of industry. He said, I need somebody there, man, to let them know that I'm still alive. So I'm going to put you right in the middle of it. He said, just don't you partake of it. Be the light. We saw a comedian last night. He said he was there with all these guys in Los Angeles last night. He said, I was there, and they was doing that. They, they offered me cocaine and sniffing all that. He said, man, I'm already high on Jesus. Then the other He said, I'm already high on Jesus. He said, I'm down in Los Angeles. He said, I, I ain't heard for no money, no nothing. He said, I wouldn't do it. He said, God said, let your light shine. He said, I had a little light. He said, God said, let it shine. I want you to let your light shine. I want you to really see it before you see it. I want you to see God in your finances. I want you to see God in your moral life. I want you to see God in your relationship. I want you to be able to represent him. I don't care what the enemy says. I don't care what she looked like. I don't care what he looked like. I don't care what your boss say. I don't care what they tell you how to con. You walk in righteousness. Amen. Everybody stand to your feet. Give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. So as we prepare uh, our giving and we prepare for our altar call, the Bible says give according to how God has blessed you. I want you to hear me well. He says give according to how God has blessed you. Now, I don't know what your pocketbook is like, but he said give according to how God has blessed you. Now, I want you to hear me well. Some of you all don't give for whatever reason. That's on you. That's on you, right? Uh, but when you talk about having faith in the kingdom, man, do I believe God? Because some of us make money that we would have never, ever made in our lifetime. Right? So we're real faithful, and we love the Lord, Brad, with all our heart, all our mind, when it's time to pray for somebody. But when it's time to give, then we don't love them quite as much. So our faith level changes when we talk about giving resources. But I'm telling you as a living witness, the more you give, the more he give back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together. Somebody gonna pay for your gas. Somebody gonna pay your car note. Somebody gonna bless you. They may forgive your student loan. Lord, we ask you to bless those who have to give and who have a heart to give. And those who do not or do not have the faith, we ask you to increase their faith. Bless the offering. You know it's used for your kingdom. This is a volunteer organization that's only ran by 
donations and gifts that people give. We can't do the work we do without them. And I want to thank you for all those that you blessed, have been a blessing in our ministry. We don't lack for anything. Lord, we ask you to strengthen them and strengthen their mind so they'll believe even more and realize that whatever they sow, what they reap. So the more they sow, the more they reap. Lord, they got to see that because people are going to tell them something different. And it's not a gimmick. We're not trying to beat nobody out of anything. So bless them, Lord. Thank you for the offering. Thank you for their lives. And I'm asking you, Lord, let them have a vision of the kingdom with you at the helm, trusting you and following your commands. The altar is going to be open for those who like prayer. But as we get ready to depart, be with them, Lord. Give them traveling mercies. Guide their hearts. Let them find their homes safe and sound. And thank you for what they are willing to share with the kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Consider yourself dismissed. God bless you. The altar is open for those who like prayer.